Welcome to Punditocracy. Or I should say, welcome back to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's hibernating and long dormant politics and culture podcast. From the birdshot clogged heart of Texas, I'm Gavin, and back in Lawrence... It's Galen. Yes. And, uh, but again, many, many apologies, listeners. Just many, many apologies. Our lives ran off with us. And, uh, it, you wouldn't think it, but we do actually have lives. Not not much to speak of, but they, they do occupy our time. So, uh, yeah. Again. And technology's a bitch. It keeps us trying to figure out how to do this. Christ. You have you have no idea the logistics, people. The logistics. Uh, speaking of technology, if you if you'd like to email us, please write us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com or visit our newly refurbished, finally newly refurbished website, punditocracy.net. Thanks to the lovely and gifted and nerd savvy Anna, we've got a <laughs> fresh coat of paint and a logo. Check it out. Uh but yes, we've we've been off the air for way too long, and uh, so much news has happened, and so many jokes could be made and have been made. However, uh, we've lacked the form to do it, and uh, since I'm too lazy to write new material, uh, and also since the itinerant workers uh, that usually write my shtick uh, were busy protesting yesterday in Dallas. Uh, yeah, it's time for uh, old material. Uh, just gonna dust it off and read it to you as is. Here's here's a chestnut from a few weeks ago. Up front, we do apologize for our lengthy hiatus, but it couldn't be helped. You see, we all recently went on a quail hunting excursion in, with the vice president, for we are bush pioneers. And after a few beers and a tragic miscalculation, we were all sprayed in the face with Dick's hot load. To add injury to insult, he also shot us with his rifle. We've been in rehab ever since. What hurts most, perhaps, is that he hasn't even called. It's all very broke back mountain. Broke dick mountain, I guess. Uh, he's just <coughs> grossed out because I swallow. Damn it, dick. I wish I knew how to spit you. Thus ends dated material. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, that's impressive. Thank you for now remembering that, that. that. out of my system. <laughs> oh... And Good thing I've <laughs> already eaten this evening. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, just, it's comedy gold. I know it's completely out of the public narrative, but we, we couldn't let it pass. Sorry. But it's, still, Sorry. it's still my favorite example of, of absolute power. You shoot a man in the face and then have that man apologize to you. Yes, an elderly man, no less. An elderly man. <laughs> A farm-raised elderly man that they released out of a cage from behind the shrubs. Well, yeah, he was free-range, so it was yeah. more, more. Uh, it's not as cruel that way. Civil, because uh, the, yeah. the elderly lawyer he had a full life on that farm, <laughs> tucked in some grass so he couldn't fly away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, you know, actually, it is kind of timely again because just yesterday it was revealed that ten years ago Cheney himself was shot in a hunting accident by the mayor of Albuquerque, New Mexico, while on a similar <laughs> farm-raised pot-shot hunting excursion in New Mexico with uh, their senator, their fine, upstanding senator, Pete Domenici. So I guess maybe Cheney just had some pent-up frustrations and took it out on... Uh, 
a 78-year-old man. Good for him. Or not quite so instant karma. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't move so fast these days. <laughs> the heart complications. Exactly. <laughs> Even payback's got a bit of a delay with him. Um, also, speaking of, speaking of uh, a backlog and old business that needs to be settled, we had a comment. I, sh- I shudder to think. I know uh, it's... Um, it blows the mind, but somebody actually did take the time to leave a comment on the Lawrence.com website for us. Not uh, a whole lot of time, clearly. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, this was posted November 23rd, 2005, but we're getting to you now, Ross Dahl, or Anonymous, whichever your name may be. Six months late, uh, but not never. No, that's, it's true, because we care. We do care. Uh, but anyway, uh, this was in our in regards to our discussion about the Time Magazine article naming uh, Kansas's very own Kathleen Sebelius as one of the country's five best governors. Uh, and uh, Galen and Ern had some choice words regarding Ms. Sebelius. And uh, listener Rostall apparently took issue. Uh, I'll just read some excerpts of Rostall's uh, posting, and it, it'll be slightly edited just for comprehension's sake. <laughs> uh, I need to correct some things that you have said about Kathleen Sebelius. You said she was able to balance the budget without raising taxes or cutting any spending. However, the Time Magazine article says that she does it without raising taxes or cutting education. Spending. Then goes on to mention all the ways she cuts spending, i.e. getting rid of unused vehicles. Anyways, I suggest you actually do some homework before you start making statements that you don't know anything about. And also, I would start early in correcting mistakes because not doing so will cause people to call into question all the statements made on this show. Uh, If you consider six months early in correcting a mistake, then <laughs> I believe we're taking appropriate measures. Well, and I'd um, like to say that I, in fact, always research my completely incorrect statements. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time making them on things we don't know anything about. That's uh, true. Galen has a fleet of interns. It's, it's true. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like to be called a fleet, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, uh, but Rostal... Um, yeah, reading articles while in the depths of a cough syrup binge and then quoting them while in the depths of a horse tranquilizer binge will cause people to call into question all the statements made on this show. N- not necessarily uh, inaccuracies. Uh, but or but you're right. disagreement, as it was kind of a uh, point of disagreement, whereas what he considers Kathleen Sebelius doing something, some of us consider her not doing a hell of a lot. Very true. Very true. It, it, but I, I, I'll come to the defense of Rostal. However, uh, we, we did misspeak uh, when we said that Kathleen Sebelius was able to balance the budget without raising taxes or cutting any spending. Uh, what we meant to say was that Kathleen Sebelius was able to balance the budget because she has knockout gams. That's right. Uh, oh, that dame's got <laughs> legs, let me tell you. <laughs> So, yes, we wouldn't want to cause any offense, Rostal, uh, because we're a very serious journalistic outfit here at Punditocracy. <laughs> One that gets back to you every six months or so. Yeah. <laughs> With the it's latest like a, of seven months ago news. 
Yeah, that's right. It's uh, hot off of the presses. Uh, well, maybe slightly tepid off of the presses. You're at, fuck it, it's ice cold. But hey, it's better than nothing, and it's free. Shut up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got oh, a problem? You're yeah. the one who downloaded it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you get meth mouth, you iPod listening pansies. Uh, but now that we've uh, probably alienated uh, three of our four listeners. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Two of which are us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting sick of our shit now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's aside from Cheney Quiddick, uh, which is the, the, the term that I, I've enjoyed that was uh, coined after... Uh, Cheney's uh, hunting misadventures. There's been a shitload going on in the world, hasn't there, Galen? Yes, there has. It's uh... In fact, I don't even know where we could possibly start. Oh, I know. How about the uh, uh, president, you know, um, leaking information to discredit political enemies? The thing, yeah, well, here's the thing about a lot of the stuff that's been going in the last six months. We already knew it. Uh, it's uh, it's now come out uh, publicly, but it's been pretty damn obvious for a long time. Such but as, as I was mentioning to Galen uh, before the show, uh, we are by nature very paranoid people. Uh, we drink a lot of cough syrup, and we stay up at night chattering our teeth, mostly concerned right. about uh, alien microwaves getting into our brain. So again, these the revelations are like that starting to us. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, this uh, this kerfuffle, the latest kerfuffle, uh, just seems to be the media catching up with its job, albeit what? Uh, how many years has Bush been in office now? Too late, <laughs> six. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, guys. Uh, well, I guess it's only playing. five. It's only five that he's been in office because yeah, okay. I just think how many Not years that. have we had to put up with him talking. <laughs> and uh, since we don't live in Texas, <coughs> some of us don't live in Texas, it's only been five years that we've had, or six years that we've had to listen to him. No need to hit below the Mason-Dixon line, all right? <laughs> uh, but but this is actually, you know, this could be a big, this is like Watergate-level deal. The, uh, the president now in the Valerie Plame investigation uh, conducted by Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald uh, who was focusing on Scooter Libby. Scooter! Focusing on Scooter, the vice president's former chief of staff. Um, now, in uh, court documents that were recently filed, it turns out that Libby is saying that he leaked any information about Joseph Wilson and his wife, Val- Valerie Plame, who was an undercover uh, CIA agent. He leaked this information at the president's behest. The president authorized the declassification of classified materials, and the vice president actively directed Libby to leak this uh, treasonous (laughs) uh, information to the public via Judy Miller, uh, douchebag journalist extraordinaire of the New York Times. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, do you think that this might uh, drive the president's poll numbers even lower? Can they get any lower? Well, actually, I think that a lot of the people. I mean, thirty what thirty five, thirty six percent of our population um, 
are no, going to no matter what support the president because they don't know what's going on, mm. and they're offered a cheeseburger. And so it's it's <laughs> going to be very. I mean, I, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's going to be very um, hard to go any lower. I think we sort of bottomed out on the approval ratings. I think what's more interesting is the fact that that all of this happens. I mean. They they leaked this. The fact that the resident was planning on invading before he invaded, you know, has been publicly outed, et cetera, et cetera. There's been all these things. The president, you know, vice president shoots somebody. All of these things, <laughs> and two Democrats want to do something about it. The That's rest true. sit on their asses, which is yet again more proof that in fact Barack Obama is the future of the Democratic Party as he does nothing. Oh, the Obama gripe surfaces again. God, he's just, you know, if he's the future of the Democratic Party, they should, as they probably should have for the past 20 years, just go ahead and fold up and become Republicans. I, I can't, get some I like other Barack new Obama. Blood, new party, new something out there. I, I like Barack Obama, Galen, and i tell you why. I'm, uh, I'm into the mochaccino. Can't help it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, he is black. You're right. Yeah. African black, as we pointed out on the show before, which is less threatening. That's true. He's not one of those ex-slave types. No, no, not, not angry. Not one of those rich. Nat Turner types. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I but he makes us feel good in our hearts, kind of like the movie Crash. <laughs> yeah, which I haven't seen. I know a lot of people are pissed off that it won Best Picture. Yeah. I, I really didn't know whether I should be or not. Because the I review that nailed it for me, I forget who said it, was one that said, it's the movie for people who like to say, but some of my best friends are black. <laughs> Racism. It still exists. And it's, well, and it's hard. The movie fails to actually pass much more than just the slightest judgment on it. A lot of it's just like, people are racist. And then you go home and you go, wow. People are <laughs> racist, man. And then you can then go, you go home and you kind of stew. You're a good person. You yeah. realize, boy, I do have white liberal guilt, but at exactly. least I saw Crash. Exactly. And CSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I haven't seen that either, uh, so I can't really comment on that. Uh, however, it you know um, I I it took so long since I'm originally from Lawrence and CSA. For those who haven't aren't familiar with it, CSA was a film that was written and directed by a KU film professor, uh, a hypothetical mockumentary. What if the South had won the Civil War, Confederate States of America? Uh, apparently very incendiary. Uh, no, that's racial, the problem. It's not. It's uh, not oh, incendiary. Oh, oh. It's not incendiary unless you're your bored and stupid. Then it might be incendiary. <laughs> oh, oh, snap! I, I have a, I, I, the movie frustrated and angered me. I'm glad that I'm making local film and I support that and everything else, but it's it's one of the lamest, slackest satires I've ever seen when it had so much possibility. I have a review of it that I'll, I'll maybe post on punditocracy.net. Uh, I am do. going to be burned in Lawrence for saying this, but That's the true. movie... Pilloried. Yeah, the, the movie just... Oh, it, it's like you walk away going, eh. Well, you walk away and you watch <laughs> the yuppies going home and go, well, thank God we beat that slavery problem. And they can suspect their, na- their you know, illegal maid of stealing things from them when they get home because they're enlightened individuals now and know that racism has been ended. It's, it's just true. They, they saw CSA and they saw Crash. Uh, however, they're really annoyed at all of those Mexicans protesting. Damn exactly. it, who's going to clean my China now? 
And uh, <laughs> just, just one, uh, one more thing on, on CSA. The issue should not be slavery. It should be racism. And, well, I know he thinks he touched on it. What he actually did was put the focus on slavery. And that's not only boring, but it misses the point entirely. It's not hard to make there, a satire in which you point out that blacks are still second-level you know, second citizens here in the U.S. Uh, and, and Mexicans, too, and, and everything else. Latinos, Latinas, African-Americans, whatever you want to call them, whatever thing you know, comes up, us white crackers keep them down, and uh, we don't want to think about that. <laughs> so we, we find things that make us feel better. There you have it, folks. Yet another liberal sacred cow that has been slow roasted and eaten with KC masterpiece here on Punditocracy. <laughs> I think it's two. <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, I got the mud butt now. But we were talking about President Bush, weren't we? Uh, yeah, we we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't spend the entire hour just trashing uh, liberals. Uh, let's get back to the meat and potatoes of the matter, Gail. <laughs> to go that with our flambeed sacred let's pass cow. This around. Yeah, <laughs> President Bush. Uh, I think it's official. He's a failed president. Uh, he's uh, he's now down in the uh, we're calling it here to first. low thirties. Was that? We're calling it here on Pentatocracy first. That's Bush, right. That's right. <laughs> Enough precincts are closing. Oh. I think we can call President Bush the worst president ever. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, oh, here's that another thing that we, we, yeah, here's another thing that we forgot to mention that uh, also helped to suppress. I shouldn't say forgot, but we're off the air to mention another another issue that was helping to suppress his poll numbers was the uh, United Arab Emirates ports deal. Uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a whopper. Uh, he knew yes, the president was in full support. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although it was a gr- very tricky issue for Republicans uh, because you had the corporate uh, greed mongers on one hand uh, yeah. s- uh, salivating for the deal because uh, uh, you know it's more revenue for Bush's donors. But on the other hand, you have the uh, racist, reactionary, fundamentalist base of the party. Arabs taking our jobs. Uh, so it was a nice uh, little Republican uh, internal implosion there. And uh, on top of that, the United Arab Emirates, for those who don't remember, because it was uh, low so many months ago, <laughs> the, the United Arab Emirates was going to buy uh, the ports in six major cities throughout the United States and take over operations and security of these ports. Uh, and, oh, little detail that must have slipped by the committees that were overlooking this. The United Arab Emirates has in the past uh, offered tacit support of Al-Qaeda and the royal family of Dubai, who the uh, emirate who would have taken control. The royal family of Dubai actually went on hunting trips with Osama bin Laden. And we're going to, you know, little detail. You know, we're all allowed one. A gimme. A mulligan. <laughs> so that's all right, guys. You can control uh, one of the largest unguarded safety hazards in our country. Feel free. President Bush, he's tough on national security. Right. In, in you know, the same way Jello is tough on your teeth. It, it, it just, God, the man is so, I mean, that's one of the lamest metaphors I've ever come up with. The, the man is so incompetent. <laughs> and, and we're we're the, rusty, Galen. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, God, it's been a while. Yeah. No. The school has eaten my brain. Uh, we, <laughs> the, the general, 
I, it, it, it just it stuns me how people can take him seriously when he talks about national security or anything else. I know. Frankly, even given the fact he has a fake Texas accent. Uh, Born in Connecticut. It, Born in Connecticut. Born in Connecticut. Go back and like watch footage of him from the early '90s where he doesn't have the accent. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's funny. Uh, they're most presidents. Their uh, birth homes are turned into national monuments, like Clinton's in uh, Arkansas and so on. Uh, whatever you know, cronies handle this particular job decided that it would kind of run contrary to Bush's tough shooting Texas loner image if they, you know, uh, made a state historical marker on Bush's uh, 50-room mansion that he was born in in Connecticut. Uh, so instead, they're, they're going to designate his boyhood home in Texas <laughs> as a national landmark. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah. How how even even to this day, how thirty four to thirty nine percent of America's population can still even stomach this man? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I blame American Idol. I guess it's an easy target. So I'll stupid. Yes. <laughs> In a nutshell. Oh uh, yeah, this United this United Arab. Emirates Ports deal. Yeah, that was a gas, though, watching that. I only wish that we could have been there live, although recorded during the... T- I don't I, We should have done something. But. In a related story, <laughs> Nambla has bought out the Jimboree chain of children's clothing stores. <laughs> Thank you. More dated material. Yes, yes. I'll... I'll be online forever. Be sure to tip your way. Please write us asking for an explanation to that joke. (laughs) (laughs) If you did not understand, Uh, you have not been molesting children. (laughs) Speaking of child molesters, Galen, uh, Pat Roberts, Christian Coalition, uh, Pat Roberts is a Christian Coalition guy. Pat Robertson, no, Pat Robertson is a Christian Coalition guy. And Pat Roberts is the uh, Kansas state senator, right? Uh, right. Right, right. Uh, anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pat Robertson uh, has had some choice quotes over the past four months, too. Uh, most recently in a CBS interview, uh, he relayed a story about his healing powers. For He does channel God's power into healing energy. Uh, not many people realize exactly how crazy Pat Robertson is, but anyway, he's relating one story when he was in Jerusalem, and he was speaking with a woman who had asthma, who had come to him to be cured of her asthma. And while Pat was talking to her, apparently God spoke to Pat and told him to ask her about her sex life. And, uh, and Pat did because it was God's demand. And by the way, Pat uh, Pat Robertson is very specific to describe this woman as very beautiful and striking and slender. Uh, but God, God apparently also wanted uh, to get into this woman's panties. So God asks Pat Robertson to ask this woman about uh, her sex life, and apparently she's been having some marital problems with her husband. And uh, uh, Pat Robertson, progressive uh, Christian fundamentalist, of course, said, it's not entirely your fault. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> that your husband that your husband's impotent. <laughs> Although it's mostly your fault. Partially Satan, mostly you. But you yes. know, it's not entirely your fault. For some reason the gays. 
And the gays. Ah, the gays. Uh, uh, oh, gays. Damn. Ah, uh, gays. <laughs> ah, sweet gays. Do you, get, do you get the impression that that's exactly what happens every night, people watching uh, Will and Grace? No. Those I've, nutty gays. <laughs> I've uh, I've the gay long minstrel show. It, it just ugh, gay so minstrel fun. show. That it is. That it is finally going off there. Thank Christ, it's going off there. I'll, I will donate money to Pat Robertson, thanking him for having a hand in getting Will and Grace off the air. <laughs> we, have, I'm sure we have different reasons for hating Will and Grace. That's right. <laughs> but either way. The ends justify the means, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Goodness, what is going on right now? Uh, let's do Italy. Oh, yeah, Berlusconi. Uh, for those not paying attention, really, why should you be? It's one of those old Europe countries. Uh, but Italy was having we- their parliamentary elections uh was that earlier today or was that yesterday? Uh, yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Silvio Berlusconi was the um, prime minister of Italy, one well, of Bush's only supporters in Europe, aside from Tony Blair. The richest man in, uh, in Italy. Uh, yeah. Media mogul. I, I think it's important to say, though, that, that Berlusconi is, is redefining Italian politics in a way they have not been defined in... 40 or 50 minutes he has he has uh, <laughs> discovered he discovered this loophole where when you lose the election don't admit it and they may not be able to kick you out of power the man oh so like he hasn't he hasn't conceded he has not conceded and therefore he's still in power he's still in power he's refusing to concede uh, he, he uh, is a media mogul he owns 10 stations and he took over during the election and he took over uh, the the uh, like, what do you want? The national stations, which he had control over as prime minister, and he had ten to twenty times as much airtime for himself as for his opponent. Which is, well, it's illegal. Uh, the laws <laughs> went in halfway through the election, but he still managed to break them by fascistly taking over the airwaves, a la Fox News. And uh, it's uh, it's been it's been just a funny thing to watch because he went through and he, he started, he realized that his own uh, Bush-like policies were not only uh, hated and ruining the economy, but uh, were possibly because of this a political liability. So he went in and he starts making statements blaming those policies on his opponents who aren't in power and manages to turn the election around for him, well almost, turn the election around for himself. because It was a squeaker. Yeah, we don't want, you know, everything uh, uh, liberalized and, and uh, all of our jobs sent overseas. It, that's We don't want that at all. And our prime minister's fighting against that, which, of course, is the opposite of what's really happening, and people fell for it, proving people and the world see, over see, made stupid by TV. There's really not that much difference between our two cultures. <laughs> no. Everyone assumes there's this huge gulf. Uh, well, I think, I think shown by, uh, by uh, Scalia's recent... Rude gesture at a reporter asking him about uh, his judgments on religion. 
prove that Italian culture is here among us. And now we have evidence That's that our own electoral college, uh, electoral culture, um, is in Italy. It's uh, and it's nice and, to see uh, the world Berlusconi. Yeah, uh, Berlusconi. Uh, also, uh, see, I, I'd hate to see him leave. I'd hate to see him leave office. Uh, although apparently he's throwing a temper tantrum and, and refuses to leave office, but I'd see him leave office if only for the stream of hilarious videos that have come out of him <laughs> that have surfaced yeah. online. Uh, one of which where he picks his nose and eats it in a crowded cafe. And another one where he sneaks up behind an elderly woman and then simulates intercourse with her uh, for several seconds before the old woman notices. And then when she finally turns around, he just kind of pats her on the ass and walks away. <laughs> you know, and, and what's it's funny great. about this is I get the general impression that there are these videos of our own elected leaders that just don't get out. It's true. And you know this shit exists with uh, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> It's like it's like if Bill O'Reilly happened to be prime minister of a European country. Exactly. Oh, the loofahing that would be taking place. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, with Berlusconi gone, um, uh, the backlash against the former prime minister in Spain for his support of the Iraq War, uh, and Blair, well on his way to resigning in Britain. Uh, Georgie's going to be standing all alone over here in the U.S. He's not going to have many buddies around the world. Well, no, there's something he can do. He can uh, attack Iran. Iran. There we go. Yeah, that'll that'll bring everyone together. Uh, wow, is this scary? Um, yeah, I I'd heard somebody talk. Hey, did you hear that Bush wants to nuke Iran? I said, ah, they're just misreading those. All right. I, yeah, I I read the news. That's that's a silly assertion. I, I, we would never seriously consider nuking Iran. I get home. Sure enough, uh, Seymour Hersh, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, uh, has uncovered plans within the Pentagon to use tactical nuclear weapons to strike at Iran. Yes, nuclear World War Three. Here we come. Yeah. One of the great part is that people uh, like people who have been going through this for the past few years are coming out and saying, you know, when we did war games on all of this, when we tried to figure out what would happen if we attacked Iran, everything went to chaos and went to shit immediately, and it became a war <laughs> with the entire Middle East. Thus, World War III. Hey, uh, finally, uh, the Armageddon, all of yeah. Bush's uh, supporters will be able to take part in that fantastic rapture that they've always been talking about. That's right. uh, no, those left-behind books. Um, there won't be anybody left to buy them anymore because they'll all be in heaven. But uh, uh, those of us left behind in the uh, apocalyptic hellscape uh, will be able to look back and say, eh, Bush was right. <laughs> <laughs> there is now peace. Everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Israel's been wiped off the map. Jesus has returned. And now... Uh, I don't know. Halliburton will be uh, oh. given no bid contracts in heaven. Yeah, which of course the newest Halliburton thing. Where they're giving contaminated water to the troops. Yeah, <laughs> because you know <laughs> Republicans support our troops. <laughs> How does that yeah. happen? 
just <laughs> toilet water. We're giving our troops toilet water. I, uh, did, it's like, did, is fresh water suddenly more expensive? I mean, like prohibitively more expensive. It's insane. Yep. <laughs> Not only that, but there's also uh, new uh, investigations into. Halliburton and other no-bid contracts that took place in uh, New Orleans post-Katrina and how Halliburton got the no-bid contract, but then they subcontracted out, and then those subcontractors then subcontracted it out. And uh, it was subcon- these menial tasks like roofing were subcontracted out six or seven times to the point where initially Halliburton was getting... Uh, like uh, $600 per square foot of roof uh, to the point where it, it had been subcontracted out to where the lowest subcontractor, generally an undocumented immigrant, uh, was getting $2 per square foot of roof. So That's right. That's uh, <laughs> the Republican economic plan in action. <laughs> trickle Every, down. It's, it's, it's trickle it's down like subcontracting. But it's like it used to be skimming off the surface was, in fact, illegal and, and, you know, you got fired and arrested and everything else for it. Now it's sort of the business model. Everyone yeah. gets their chance to skim off the surface, and then the guy who actually does the work just gets fucked. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now I hear that uh, there has been a midnight provision slipped into a budget bill that was ratified earlier this year uh, that will deny... Uh, undocumented immigrants, Medicare and Medicaid. So you can come, you can come to our country. You can pick our strawberries, uh, but if you get bird flu, uh, just go die somewhere else. That's right. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess actually yeah. that does, in a sort of way, bring us around to Enron. Enron. Uh, Jeff Skilling. Who is his defense has amounted to? I didn't know nothing, and I was leaving because I didn't like it anyway. Contrary to what everyone else has said. Yeah, although the great thing about Jeffrey Scott, uh, little side note, uh, documentary Enron: The Smartest Guys in the Room. Great movie. It's uh, it turns what is a very dense and complicated economic scandal and turns it into uh, almost a Greek tragedy of hubris. Uh, fascinating, but well-made. And in it, Jeff Skilling comes off the worst. Uh, Kenneth Lay, who is the CEO, comes off as you know greedy and incompetent and cowardly. But Jeff Skilling comes off as sort of the alpha male asshole, egomaniac, who yeah. was just certain he'd be able to get away with it because he was smarter than everybody else. Uh, and when he took the stand... Uh, today, one of the quotes I heard from him in his testimony was, <laughs> I'm smart, but I'm not that smart, in reference to all the complicated uh, economic chicanery well, that was going on within Enron's books. If you want, if you so want even to trying to be humble, he comes off as a dick. Yeah, well, he is just a He's one of these people who is a painful dork, and this just became an asshole about it, not actually understanding mm-hmm. other people, just an asshole. Uh and yes. uh, he, watching that movie makes you just. I've, as a documentary, it's got some pretty big flaws in my opinion, but it's it's uh, it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining. Wait till you find out how he demanded they do the billing, 
And then you realize, wait, these are Star Wars dorks who have just run off. I mean, all the little companies <laughs> that they had the name to, to, to take Wookie the debt and hide it, they were all named after Star Wars characters. And Star Wars, it's, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's people I knew in high school who have somehow been given power and should never have been allowed to. Yeah, it's, uh, if Bill Gates, you know, uh, like, ordered the Charles Atlas bodybuilding routine and then became the guy who was kicking sand into Steve Jobs' face on the beach, uh, Jeffrey Skilling sort of epitomizes that. He's, uh, oh, oh, boy, I hope he goes down hard. <laughs> and as a, a bonus, if Ken Lay ever takes the stand, uh, there might be some incriminating details about President Bush because Ken Lay at one point was actually considered to be the interior secretary in Bush's White House. That's right. Well, so that um, would have been a, oh, and oh, goddamn, we I, forgot all about Jack Abramoff. Oh, yeah. By go gum. For it. Oh, yeah, just Jack Abramoff scandal. Lay, Lay will never be crucified. He's still protected by. That's the true. Ups, uh, so. Yeah, and uh, as Enron, smartest guys in the room, point out, there's this like uh, shady nexus. Uh, of Ken Lay, Karl Rove, and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, surrounding the uh, energy crisis in California that led to the recall election that ousted Gray Davis and swept Arnold Schwarzenegger into power. And I don't know if we'll ever fully know the details about all of that, but it, hopefully we do someday. It should be fun. But uh, speaking of wide-ranging Republican scandals... Out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Maybe when my brain is in a jar... The information will be downloaded directly into it, but uh, keep Jack Abramoff. It no longer matters. Yes, yes, but for the here and now, Jack Abramoff, Republican super lobbyist extraordinaire, uh, fleeced Indian tribes of hundreds of millions of dollars and fed it directly into the Republican uh, machine, uh, either indirectly or directly has met with the president uh, several times, has been photographed with the president, as a matter of fact, um, has been convicted in one... This guy's got like six or seven different court proceedings happening at once. He's been convicted down in Florida, I think, for one particular uh, misappropriations case. And uh, now we're just waiting... At, oh, and Tom DeLay resigned, too. Tom DeLay was tied in with Jack Abramoff. The hammer. God. The hammer. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer flew off of hammer his handle. Time. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, Tom DeLay is going the way of MC Hammer eventually. Uh, chapter 11, probably behind bars. And, uh, yeah, can't touch this indeed. Uh, but, yeah, it's, please yeah just keep your eye hurt on, them. on... Please, Hammer. <laughs> please, please, guys, hurt Hammer. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to go into the Abram uh, the Abramoff thing is ongoing and will be ongoing for a long time. Abramoff is uh, threatening to squeal on every major and prominent player in the Republican Party, including the president, the vice president, on down. And as part of his plea bargaining, there's probably going to be some more shit to hit the fan on that particular case. Tom Delay more than likely will be going to jail as a result. <laughs> If uh, he's not convicted in his uh, separate case that's happening in Texas at the moment, uh, I believe it's money laundering and uh, campaign finance fraud, 
a I've got a front row seat to that here in Texas, so I'll definitely keep everybody posted on that. Go down doing interviews. <laughs> With my little cub reporter's hat. I got that little uh, ticket that says press on it and my, uh, That's my right. fedora. <laughs> you need Mr. to request Mr. costume Mr. from Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, punditocracy.net. <laughs> You'll see photos. Oh, but goodness, we should wrap it up. And I feels like there's just too much to do, Galen, but we didn't have enough time. It's true. Uh, we plan on doing this more often than every six months now, so we'll we'll catch up soon. This has been a very scattered and kind of confused uh, episode, and uh, we hope to make up for it with more cutting half-witticisms and the such next time. <laughs> oh, before we leave, however, one thing that we haven't forgotten is our regular wrap-up segment, Things That Don't Suck. Oh, and yes. Galen... I hate to put you on the spot if you haven't thought of anything that doesn't suck, but anything doesn't I, I, suck. I do actually have something that doesn't suck. Uh, well, and there's a lot of things, actually, in the past six months that have not sucked. Uh, but what I found just a few minutes ago, it's called w, it's weeklyblurb.com. www.weeklyblurb.com. It is your dispensable Hollywood quote I'm sorry, dependable. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Uh, your dependable <laughs> Hollywood quote horror, which is reviews written about shitty movies by people who haven't seen them. Well, at least one person who hasn't seen them, and they are just very funny. Uh, <laughs> such quotes as, apparently his happy wife is turn- life is turned upside down when he's saddled with a female partner, partner who he endlessly mistakes for a man because she wears pants and very little makeup. Imagine the hilarity. That is the review of Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, it's nice to have just someone who's as angry at the shitty movies as the rest of us, but does it in a humorous way. There's also the new flame yeah, yeah. lips. There's also I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff. It's been kind of good. I know. I know. Um, here's a here's a here's a little quick something. Uh, another little story that we didn't have time to to touch on. It's also kind of dated, but um, for the Lawrence crowd, uh, I don't know if. Anyone remembers this, but Professor Paul Marecki was uh, savagely beaten by the side of the road not too long ago. And, um, for, yes, (laughs) shits and giggles. Uh, And, uh, it was so funny, in fact, and so widely reported uh, in the national media that it made it all the way to the Onion. And, uh, I have here now the Onion's take on Professor Marecki's ordeal. In their Man on the Street segment, I'll just read it for you now. Uh, ID critic beaten, intelligent design critic beaten. Professor Paul Marecki, head of the University of Kansas's Religious Studies Department, was severely beaten recently by individuals who objected to his views against intelligent design. What do you think? Donovan Driscoll, professional bowler. That'll teach him the difference between man and apes. Wait, no it won't. Michael Downing, coder. That's okay, I guess, but what I'd really like to do is punch Charles Darwin in the face. Shelby Graham, accountant. It's too bad that the professor got beaten. Sounds like that course would have been an easy A. There you go, Lawrence. You made it to the Onion. It's big time. Again, actually, we've made More important than that front-page New York Times bullshit. You're in the Onion. That's right. You're rolling with the big boys now. Yeah. Now now John Nickham can, can surely be proud. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave oh, that just open. That doesn't suck. Another quick thing that doesn't suck. Uh, recently purchased a Nintendo DS. It's that uh, touchscreen Game Boy thing. Mm. It's great. Yes, uh, finally a, a console that I can control with my penis. Yeah. Something that combines two of my not favorite to handheld ever borrow activities. That from you. <laughs> Don't worry, I wipe it down with a cloth every day. Oh, that's good. The cloth is made of pubes, but it is wiped down <laughs> with a cloth every day. <laughs> you and your uh, Helmet class. <laughs> but we should wrap it up. Uh, we again, we do apologize for our lengthy hiatus, and we do apologize for the rather scattershot nature of this episode, but uh, we thought we were both still we, sort of we, just we, out of performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And look we how promise well next time we'll be better. Yes. <laughs> In fact, we always Six promise square. that. Keep listening. We'll be back. I promise. Listen again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with that half hearted Mia culpa, I can't even apologize. Uh, this is Gavin signing off from Texas. And in Lawrence. It's Galen. Yeah. And, uh, and you have been listening will. to Pundit Talk, And that goes once again. Well,